0: Welcome to D.T. Madness Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 47, February 18th, 2023. So glad you could make it. back here in the nook recording the podcast uh newly redesigned nook i think i told you maybe about the pictures that i put up everywhere got some some new candles got a very vanilla one going right now it's from cambio the same folks that made the Nag champa um this one the wick is a little bit off center smells okay i don't know if i'll give them a third chance but we'll see two new additions. I, I do have this. I don't even know how to describe it. One of the students made it. It was in Mr. Good's room. And uh turns out uh, it was his sister's. But I went to speak to his class and he had this. Uh, it's like on a piece of cardboard and cardboard cutouts with 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 the waves coming up out of it. And it's uh, really cool. And I asked him if I could have it. And he said he had to he had to turn it in for his for his sister. Um for her art project, but then I of course found her in the hallway and asked if I could have it once it was done and she she did brought she brought it to me. Um and so now it's a prominent piece back here. I uh, put an old picture up of uh me and Sarah back in the long time ago. Uh man, we were young bucks for sure. Or well, I guess I was a buck. And uh I've got this new flower, this new plant back here, a new uh lotus flower looking what do you call those things that are like cactuses, uh succulents. that some fairy princess or queen brought to me, I guess. I I don't know who just placed it back here, but it does fit in just right. This week was, uh, I had intended it, it took a while for the podcast to kind of come together. I'm not sure that it really came together, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I had thought about um, writing a letter, maybe to my first life, to my first life self. And I think that I might still do that a letter to, to perhaps I would spell it Dan or D a N apostrophe L. I probably talked about that a few times and how, um, that was, uh, that was kind of what my dad and some other folks called me. I, I just remember going and playing with, with plastic Frisbees and, and, and setting up goals, you know, now disc golf is all the rage. I think Sam is probably on his way to play some now he's, he's home this weekend, but, um, but we we would just throw the plastic frisbee. We'd be like, "All right, you got three shots to hit, you know that uh, that stone feature over there or whatever." And and on my frisbee, I just remember my name being written Dan'l, uh, probably from Daniel Boone, you know. Um, and my dad would write his name as Pa, uh, from a bunch of different things. I guess maybe from Andy Griffith, but probably also um, from S- Sergeant York and and those types of things. And I guess he's just old enough to. To be called Pa, but um, Josh was, He Josh is my older brother. He's six years older uh, than I am. And uh, hi, his name is Joshua and his middle name is Shane. But I swear, for, I don't know, embarrassingly long, maybe eight or nine years, I just thought his name was Washane. Like when people would call him Joshua Shane, I thought his first name was Josh and that Shane was his middle name. Um, turns out that's not the way that it goes, but uh, I guess tell tell you I'm from Cleveland County. Without my sister, we we called Jody. Jody is my um, my sister. She's four years younger than I am. And there was a guy that worked with my dad. I think his name was Isaac. And I'm not sure where he was from. I believe it was somewhere uh, from the continent of Africa. And uh, so he had quite quite the accent. And and he would call Jody Jody and so that's uh those are some of the names that I I remember you know I remember my mom just acting crazy and playing softball and you know at sports games and all this kind of stuff and you know there's some there's some different events but I I guess I don't want to get into it it's just a preview and perhaps uh perhaps in an attempt to kind of reconnect with the first life and drag along a lot of the good things that went on um Perhaps I'll, I'll share with you a letter to Daniel in, in the weeks coming. Um, but instead, I, I've got just a couple different things, just some random stuff, as I will. Uh, when, when Sarah and I were gone to Hilton Head this past uh, Martin Luther King weekend, um, Hilton Head, our 10th anniversary of doing that, already we have Hilton Head 11 booked. But one of the things that the kids did while they were uh, home was they made brackets. We like brackets. So some top 16 brackets and I found them the other day and I was, I was starting to look through them. So I want to just offer some comments, not go through the whole brackets, but, and I'm not even sure that I can tell maybe what all the categories are, but this one seems to be West wing characters. Um, and in their final four, they have Toby, president Bartlett, Josh Lyman, and Leo. Um, and they end up with Josh Lyman as the, as the champion. Um, wow. It'd be hard for me to, uh, I don't know Toby and Leo. That would be tough, um, but I think I'm a Leo guy. When it all when it's all said and done, what is this one? This one seems to be um, seems to be Marvel characters, but I guess I didn't know about Deadpool. Wait, yeah, Deadpool and Daredevil. I didn't realize that those were both um, that those were both uh, Marvel type things. And I don't even know who was Fe. What are we even talking about here? I don't oh Iron. I get it. Iron Man. Okay. They're chemistry nerds too. They end up with Spider-Man, which I just I don't know, man. I'm not a big it's just not my not my thing. Perhaps these are just characters that they're going with. But um I don't know. Doctor Strange, the Scarlet Witch, definitely in there for me. Shang Chi, I just watched that one, and that one vaulted towards the top of my Marvel list, Isaac and I went to see um, Ant-Man and Quantumania and all that yesterday, we got there for a 1 o'clock movie, we got to the mall at 12, because uh, that's how we roll, you know, we want to make sure we get the seat and get our tickets, but of course, the place didn't even open until 1230, so we had to wander around in Bath and Body Works and such as that, but I won't, I won't say anything about the movie because it just came out, um, but the Rotten Tomatoes score is 48%, and I think that's garbage. I think that's bogus. Um, my rankings, you know, uh, my rankings are are different than a lot of people's, but I thought it was a really good film. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, anyway, the next one seems to be Wii Wii games, and uh, they've got Mario Kart up at the top. And how can you argue? Uh, Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. I love playing those games. Back in the day, that was fun. Oh, this is a good one. This is Chris Stapleton songs, and they end up with a uh, with a simple song. That's a good one. Um, old boy can sing for sure. What are you listening to? Mm, that might be the one. That might be the one. Although his version of Fire Away, oh, yeah, Fire Away. I think I would go with uh, what are you listening to? Or or when the stars come out? Yeah, obviously I I would struggle with this one. I hope you saw Chris sing the uh. I I call him Chris because we're 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 cool like that. Um, but I hope you saw Chris sing the national anthem before the Super Bowls. It, it was really good. Old, old boys got some pipes. Oh, the next one is cereal um, flavors, and they end up with Cheerios. And I did have to clarify that it wasn't just plain Cheerios, and I don't even know that they've ever even had plain Cheerios. They're Honey Nut Cheerios, folks. And so this is definitely Honey Nut Cheerios, and they've got it over Frosted Flakes. I don't know. They've got Fruit Loops in the Final Four, but I don't see Apple Jacks anywhere. Oh, they've got Frosted Flakes over Apple Jacks, and that's crazy talk. Um, they're crackling Oat Brand people, too. I guess I I really ever, really haven't ever gone for that, but I, I'm really... Apple Jacks, Mini Wheats, maybe? Oof. But not Cheerios, man. Wow. I can't say what this one is. I think it's, yeah, I don't know, they've got Poe over Hiccup, and I don't think I know who Hiccup is, I see Megamind in there, Master Uguay. so these are perhaps uh, those, that movie brand that isn't, yeah, Flint, is that Flint Lockwood, okay, Donkey from Shrek, so whatever those, whatever's that, DreamWorks, but yeah, Master Uguay is, what's up, I would go with that. So anyway, just some random commentary on some of the brackets. If you have ideas for brackets, let me know. We could even run a bracket through a couple of weeks of the podcast for the, for the six or seven of you that are, that are my faithful listeners. Let me know if you, uh, if you want. You we can hit me up at DT underscore Madness on Instagram where I am off and on, but you can always email me at worldwide underscore 96 at yahoo.com. That's right worldwide ninety six fish tours the the summer dates came out and man that was quite the journey uh for me mentally because I was trying to plot my my path and I went round and round and trying to figure out what dates would work and hopeful for huntsville um nothing like a a cool summer night in Huntsville, Alabama right uh, so we'll see how that goes um wilmington i i I wasn't the biggest fan of the venue Sam and I went to see widespread panic there when the, the venue had first opened. So maybe it's gotten better, but I mean, that's where all the shows are going now. So it's gotta be something going on there. I mean, the scene was cool. The lawn just wasn't slanted enough to see the stage. Um, perhaps I'm going to try to go to Burgettstown, PA, which I guess is right outside of, right outside of Pittsburgh. Um, we'll see how it all shakes out. I have to tell you that, um, I've I've been I, I've talked so much on here about how I'm not a grades guy, but I've had to shift back into that to try to recapture. I mean, just that my intrinsic motivation angle just isn't working, um, and that isn't usually the case. I can often find it, and I don't know if this is like kids that are on COVID hangover and lockdown school hangover and all that kind of stuff, or or what it is, but I have this first period class and uh, it's African-American history. And honestly, we're running through a fairly, you know, it, it's not even a high school uh, level reading. Um, it, my, my point is, it's really not difficult work to do, but it is dang pulling teeth. So I've been given quizzes every week, you know, giving them, I give them a, a vocabulary list, That goes along with the readings that we do. I give them discussion questions that go along with the reading that we'll do. And they can give that to them on Monday. I give them the quiz on Friday. The quiz is matching based off the exact vocab words. And the quiz is pick two of these discussion questions that were given to them on Monday. And we're in our third or fourth week of that now. And yet I'm still getting sixes and 11s. It's just lack of effort, you know. It's just total lack of effort, and I can encapsulate that because I gave them a bonus question this past week, and the bonus question says, "In what year was the Civil Rights Act of 1964 passed?" Just like that. And of the 14 students that I have in that class, three of them got it right. One of them got it wrong. Um, she put 1962, which I. I can almost, I can be with that because it's like, this has to be a trick question. I know what that's like as a student. You know, if you get like seven B's in a row, you you don't feel like that should be right. (laughs) And so, but the other, what does that leave? The other 10 students, they didn't even offer an answer uh, on free points. And that's, uh, that's pretty deflating and frustrating. and. You know what? These are seniors, and they have to have this class to graduate. It's their fourth social studies, and I'm not usually hardcore like this, but if they fail, they fail. I'm not. That's as much as I can give them anyway. I don't want to get up on that. Some local news uh, in town. I'm the mayor of Boiling Springs, and I'm not proud to say that two of our stores that are about to open are tobacco and vape stores, and they'll be about... 50 yards from each other and one of them is right beside the cvs health hub so that's going to be a great marketing picture for our town you know like get all jazzed up on your on your vape smoke and then go over to the health hub to deal with your nagging cough i guess um it's the free market and that's where we live and i'm for it you know we've got some we've got some uh ordinances in place to make sure that their signs aren't super tacky but um we don't control a lot of people are like why'd you let them come in and why don't you bring something else in because that's not how our government works um it's not how our local government works we we are we're free market local government you know we can't we don't even have a whole bunch of incentives to offer even if we were about that um so anyway, I don't know how the, the tobacco and vapors are going to go. I'm feeling like maybe just picking one of them and, and saying that one's my favorite. Um, although really, I, I'm trying to decide as mayor, like how welcoming do I even have to be to new businesses? I guess I don't have to do anything. Um, I got to tell you about my dream. And I told you this is kind of a a, a jumping back and forth, a ram, rambling man kind of episode. But uh, I, I was having this dream about this. I don't know what this preacher was talking about i'm sure i probably wasn't super glad to be there but um the preacher was preaching on and then he was about to start beatboxing and he did start beatboxing but as he started beatboxing what happened like into the microphone you know just like and but there was nothing there was it was silent i could see him doing it in the dream and i recall this i could I could see him beatboxing into the microphone, but the thing just went completely silent. And the reason why is because some spam caller called me at like I don't know, three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, and it made my river sounds uh, from my Better Sleep app, and made them cut off for a bit. And so my better my my sleep sounds went off, and then my dream what that translated into is that the the beatboxer got silent. So maybe it was a blessing that this uh, caller called, so I didn't have to hear this preacher beatboxing. But that's wild stuff, yeah. Um, I'm still working on my five pounds. I think I got like 0.4 of them so far. I got my pink shirt in the mail from J. Crew, but I left it in the bag. I'm not even going to open until I get back down to the one eight five. And um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm also kind of thinking that I'm going to let my beard continue to grow. I haven't sh- I haven't trimmed it at all in um, in 2023, and so it's getting pretty shaggy. But I thought I would take that out until I get down to my five pounds as well. I woke up and went to the Y yesterday morning, um, trying to get more active, trying to eat less sugar and holding off on my blueberry scones, except for yesterday. But, um, I got this beard balm too, though, you know, and like, I don't know, I'm about a quarter of the way through it. It's not my favorite product. It smells okay. Um, kind of oily and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that, but, uh. I feel like I need to get through most of the can. I bought it from from Manscaped, and so I can't just go trimming my beard up now. I, I've got all this beard balm to use. Um, we'll we'll, we'll switch switch gears a little bit. Um, always a good time for the division. Usually it signifies halftime, but. Today it'll just signify switching gears a little bit. I, I've been trying to share the updates that I've that I've had from my counseling sessions. Um. My my therapist, my licensed therapist, is just she's just really phenomenal. And one of the things that uh, a question that was asked to me is like, you know, I have this time. I mentioned this last week, the heavy kind of episode last week, but I mentioned that that sometimes I don't, I struggle seeing my own my own goodness. And, and, and she asked, when are those times that I do? And, and I recognize that, you know, in the minutes after I publish the, the podcast, I, I feel really good. And it's like, there's a, you know, a bit of a weight that comes with dumping all this stuff uh, on, on the listeners here. So I do, I feel good about that. I, I, I do like I'm, I'm in this sensory motor kind of, Therapy where I'm recognizing what parts of my body, like when, when my body clenches up and clenches in, I, I tend to pull inward, um, shoulders, legs, whatever, arms, my, 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 my fists clench sometimes. But, but my jaw seems to always be the last line of defense when uh, I'm working through kind of releasing some of that tension as I begin and work to understand it. Uh, my jaw is, is, it tends to be the last line. defense and so what what my person was able to do is she just took this this scarf and she took over the tension you know and she's uh she says you know if i wanted to stop at any time you know ethics is important but um and consent and all that but so she she grabs my jaw and and she provides the tension there and i mean it was wild like almost immediately My my the the tension that I have in my legs released. I tend to pull my toes upwards, and that release my shoulders began um, to breathe. You know, Um, and and then my jaw was able to drop. My my mouth was able to drop, and I wasn't clenching because I didn't have to do it. And that was really both. You know, physically, I could tell that difference, but also I began to understand how much I feel the need to be in control. In fact, that's what the whole thing was about: is my need to be in control over things that I know are not controllable, like suffering and, and my you know, sadness and disappointment in others, and like death and things like that. I, <clears throat> this is the life that we have, and um. You know, at uh, another point we were talking about hope and like my body language had changed to where my, my chest had kind of slumped. And um, I, I realized that I'm really good at talking about hope. I've read all about it. I mean, the different authors that inspire me so much, people like, you know, N.T. Wright and Wendell Berry and Tolkien and um, Mary Oliver, you know, Thich Nhat Han. I-, I could go on and on. Marilyn Robinson, you know, uh, these authors that I've dedicated my life to reading. I understand the hope that is out there. Understand the hope that is described, and I can tell you about it. I can teach you about it, but it's very difficult for me to feel it to myself and what I, I don't mean that as emotionally necessarily i mean that physically that I, I recognize that there that my body responds in ways that isn't um it isn't grounded in hope and you know part of that is because my i've confused i think i've confused being compassionate or what i think is being compassionate with really is just operating out of fear it, and and so i get clenched up and i get i get tightened up and i i can move into action you know and and there's a whole bunch of good that comes out of it I, as i was looking like i forget what it was maybe it was t.s elliot but like i think he said something to the effect of anxiety is the 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 sister maiden or something like that of of creativity i think maybe like i i I don't shut down completely my defenses to go into into action to try to solve all the problems to try to fix all the problems but I'm doing that from a sense that I think is compassion that is a mirage you know that is an illusion of compassion and really I'm operating out of fear and that isn't where hope lives nothing divine is desperate you know and so I'm, I'm working on the compassion. I was working on what that means and, and learning about Guan, Guan Yin, I think, um, and how to begin to, to practice holding the suffering of others, how to practice holding my own suffering away from me, at least visualizing it that way, to where I can hold your suffering and my suffering in compassion but that there but that it is in hope and that it is in understanding that all of this does pass and that this is what we're all in together i suppose i don't have the words for it yet because i haven't honestly spent much time contemplating and meditating on what my body is is trying to say, you know, um, but as we were going through this, this practice and, and I found myself reaching for compassion rather, rather than fear. I like, I almost fell myself and, and it, this was kind of weird, maybe like the beatboxing preacher, but I almost found myself transported into the tattoo that I have on my arm where I was on the boat. The mast is on fire, you know? The mast is on fire. I am not in control. <clears throat> I've done my best to set myself for the new world. I've done my best. And then I'm I'm the mast is on fire, and no longer am I the captain necessarily, but instead I am surrendering to I'm surrendering to the flow. And I found myself in that boat, like almost imagining myself as the character inside the tattoo, the beautiful art that, um, Delaney helped create. And I, as I did, I I felt that sense of release and I felt the shift away from fear into compassion, compassion for you, but, but compassion for me. And so that's the practice. I, I guess I can't say, um, too much more about that at, at this time because that's where I'm at. Like that's the beginning. And uh, there's a there's a quote I read from Gautama from the Buddha, and that that says the trouble is the trouble is you think you have time. And I think for a lot of my life, and perhaps f- f- you feel this way too when that quote comes out. That that's where the seat of fear you know resides like right I, I, I don't have time you know like this is fleeting but I, I I'm seeing that in a different manner now and putting the emphasis on have as though time were somehow my possession and that is where I, I operate from I operate from that sense of fear from the sense of fixing from the sense of solving, all of the problems that are unsolvable because i think that time is in my possession and that somehow i can i can provide the solution to to the to the problem of time but it isn't mine of course It's not something that i have and so in thinking about it that way in retraining my thoughts and practices i think it becomes a beautiful. Represent, representation of the token of hope, you know, this too shall pass. Time is not my possession. And so instead of operating out of fear, I can learn to operate out of compassion, knowing that we're all here now in this moment. And, and a bit of motivation to put all my chips in now, you know, in this moment. I don't know. I have to continue to think about that. I mentioned an F. Scott Fitzgerald quote last week, um, and I do want to read it. Turns out, it maybe isn't an F. Scott Fitzgerald quote after all. Uh, I did just a very uh, brief search, and this is a, a quote. I guess that was in the movie "The Benjamin Button," the case of Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt. Um, I'll be honest. If Brad Pitt's reading it, I think it's a good quote. He's a good reader guy. You know, he's a great actor. And uh, so it's it's maybe not from F. Scott Fitzgerald because the F. Scott Fitzgerald community says it isn't. But it's it's good either way. I'm going to read it. For what it's worth, it's never too late. Or in my case, too early. To be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you've never felt before. I hope you meet people who have a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start over again. All right, we're we're going to wrap up now. I'm going to have to come up with a different musical effect to signify what we'll end with for the next several weeks. I imagine 12, 15 weeks. I don't know. My friend Matthew challenged me to create a hymn book of the Church of Six, the hymns the hymns of the six, hymns for the six. I don't know what it'll be called, but I, I'm just going to offer up five uh, songs, and I'm going to build a playlist that way, five at a time each week. And, uh, and so I'll start with, with this week. Not in any particular order, not like this is the best one I thought that would fit, but these are just the ones that, that I settled on after trying to whittle down a, a list of about a million. Um, but the first one, the first one is the Once once in Future Carpenter from the Avett Brothers. You know, the, the lyrics, Forever I will move like the world that turns beneath me, and when I lose my direction, I'll look up to the sky. And when the black cloak drags upon the ground, I'll be ready to surrender and remember that we're all in this together. If I live the life I'm given, I won't be scared to die. So so many ones from the Avits that I could have chosen, and certainly more of their songs will figure in. The second um, entry for the hymn book is Where Are You Going, uh, Dave Matthews Band. The, the lyric that I chose is, Are you looking for answers to questions under the stars? Well, if along the way you are grown weary, you can rest with me until a brighter day, and you're okay. Where are you going? And that one's significant too, because certainly we remember our guy uh, out in the Pacific Northwest when we when we play that tune here at the house. The third entry for this week in the hymn book of the Church of Six is uh, a Chris Christopherson tune, Pilgrim, Chapter Thirty Three. This is one that I remember in the past. My dad has always said he would like, you know, perhaps played. At his funeral or one that he thinks encapsulates him and <clears throat> I, I can see that for sure. But man, it <clears throat> excuse me, it really encapsulates me as well. And maybe even uh, more because this but but it says he has tasted good and evil in your bedrooms and your bars, and he's traded in tomorrow for today, running from his devil's lord, and reaching for the stars, and losing all these loved along the way. But if this world keeps right on turning for the better or the worse, And all he ever gets is older and around from the rocking of the cradle to the rolling of the hearse. The going up was worth the coming down. He's a poet. He's a picker. He's a walking contradiction. Finding his lonely way back home, taking every wrong direction. Yeah, dial that one up from uh, Chris Christopherson. Uh, Willie Nelson does a great version of it as well. Entry four is this part of town, Uh, Widespread Panic. Um, It's a Mikey song. Rest in peace. Michael Hauser. so I, I went to see my girl, told her about my day. She said life can be that way, but don't give up. Don't give up, no, because where there is love, there is hope. Tell me, brother, can you see the sun from where you're standing now? I've been up and I've been down, but I've never been here before, this part of town. And then the final one for this week, uh, Jason Isbel, and I went with something to love. Again, all of these artists, I'm gonna try to be as uh, uh, I'm gonna try to vary it as much as possible. But my play, my playlist goal every time is to create one that doesn't have any skippable songs that can be played straight through, that can be played on shuffle, and that you can just let it roll, and that there's not a song that you get to that's like, mm, nah, not right now, you know. Um, so that's my goal. Uh, but so something to love. Uh, Tonight we're lying on a blanket in the yard. The wind is cold, the sky is dark, and the ground is hard. But your mama loves to count the stars at night, so if I get a little chill, then that's all right. I hope you find something to love, something to do when you feel like giving up, a song to sing or a tale to tell, something to love, it'll serve you well. I appreciate you listening to this Church of Six production. Um, Dude was asking Sam about his reasons for teaching. um, Why he wanted to go into education this week. And and Sam's response was something along the line of that's where he feels he can make the the biggest difference. And he, he, he made the quote that magic rocks make ripples. And that's definitely a real thing. Sydney says deserts aren't a real thing, by the way, but magic rocks making ripples are. The story of the magic rock, I, I hope you know it, but uh, just in brief, Sam was was able to give a magic rock to a, a second grader, I believe, uh, that made her day, that, that built her up, encouraged her a great deal, picked her up, you know, from off the ground, and uh, so of course, this episode is brought to you by the magic rock, by the bucket of life where the ripples are found. By the token of hope, by the wall of belief, and by the foundation tower of stone. Nothing divine is desperate. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.